here's your host, Joey Valentine. Good morning to you and welcome to Fat Guy Loves Cake. It is actually the morning time. I am so sorry for getting my show in late. I normally post them at just after midnight so that they'll be ready for you in the morning. But I got caught up watching this show on Netflix called Mindhunter. And I'm I don't normally like go out of my way to praise shows, but I'm gonna give this one some props. This one got me stuck and I could not stop watching hour-long episode after episode until I eventually just paused one and fell asleep. So here we are. It's 9.30 Texas time and I'm just now getting the show done. But this Mindhunter show, oh my god, it's so good. It's set in the 70s. It's about these guys that like, uh, you know, they they, they have this team that's, uh, I guess it's probably like that Criminal Minds show, except it doesn't suck. And everything is so spot on about the 70s they got the costumes the cars the the places they live i mean the furniture incredible so that is why the show is coming to you late oh nobody woke up expecting it i'm probably going to get some emails later or probably have already gotten some saying like what no show today yes believe it or not that actually does happen <laughs> people care people love me right right yeah all right, today's show is brought to you by Mendez Mobile Mechanic in the Crossroads area. If you live in Victoria or the surrounding area, Mr. Richard Mendez, a good personal friend of mine, will come to you. He is awesome. You can call him at 361-652-0772. Richard Mendez with Mendez Mobile Mechanic. Give him a call. So yeah, I am a slave to my television. I, it's so rare that I actually find a show that I want to like binge, and I... You know, I get like one or two episodes in and I'm like, nope. Especially Netflix, man. They just churn out. I swear to God, man. There's a guy at a desk somewhere at Netflix and he's got a stack of uh, scripts. And he's just like, he's got a stamp that says approved, you know. And he just won't put that fucking thing down. He's like, stamp approved, stamp approved. Just give it anybody that fucking wants it money. Did you know... I bet you didn't, but did you know that up until this year, this will be the first time Netflix has ever turned a profit? Like, they have literally never made money. They've made, I mean, you know, they're making money back, but they've never turned a profit until now. But I, I'm, not, I'm not surprised at all. I mean, they, they greenlight shows. And they let them go for one season, they suck, and then they cancel them. Like, who the fuck is in charge over there? And I love original programming. But usually when a show becomes popular, it becomes popular for a reason. Because it's really watchable. Because it's binge-worthy. There's not some six-season show sitting in Netflix that no one's discovered. You know, once something becomes... If it's well-written... If it's if the timing is good and it's original, over time, people will figure it out. Just like the show Community, okay? It, it did not do very well uh, on NBC. It had six seasons. It didn't do very well on NBC. And then Yahoo, which was like a, a temporary thing in time that Yahoo was going to have its like own streaming service, I guess. And they picked up the sixth season. And it was fine. They added, they added Keith David. That was fucking rad. It's one of my favorite actors. Hilarious. If you don't know who Keith David is, you do know who Keith David is. You just probably you may not know him by name. He's a black guy. He's older gentleman. Uh, uh, excuse me. He, uh, I first saw him was in a, a movie called Men at Work with Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez where they were garbage men. It's a fucking... It's like one of the best movies ever made. Totally cult status. And Keith David is like this uh, supervisor that rides along with them to make sure that they do their jobs as trash men. <laughs> and, and of course, hilarity ensues. But there's a scene in Men at Work where he, they're all sitting down at a diner and they're eating. 
and Emilio Estevez reaches across the table and he picks up some French fries off of Keith David's plate. And Keith David, you got to know at this point in the movie, he's already like this ex Marine, like fucking crazy person. He's got the army jacket on. He grabs Emilio Estevez, uh, he grabs Emilio Estevez's hand and he goes, there are many sacred things in this world that you don't ever mess with. And one of them happens to be another man's fries. Now you remember that. You'll live a long and happy life. <laughs> and Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez look at each other and mouth the words, another man's fries. From then on, I was like super duper Keith David fan. And uh, I, there's so many things he's been in. Oh, my God. And once you know who he is, you'll you'll go, oh my god, that guy's in everything. He lends his voice to a ton of video games, too. I'm getting sidetracked. Uh, what was I talking about? Um, Netflix and, and their, their green lighting of shows. There is, if you go under original programming on Netflix, there is just a shitload of one-season shows. If a show is good, it will be, but most of the time, it will run at least three seasons. For some reason, some shows do not. I don't know why that happens, but it does. I mean, you look at look at fucking Fox, man. They they Family Guy was canceled twice, and here it is, and it's like twenty third fucking season. Who the fuck was in charge of that? Firefly has been the nerds have been talking about that show for decades. It is unfortunate. If people in Hollywood, they they think they know what they're doing, but they don't. They're so out of touch with what people want. It's like it's like with the superhero movie thing. Like, yeah, that's cool. Okay, we knew it was cool. We knew it was cool back when Batman came out in 1989. Okay, obviously there was money to be made in superhero movies. That movie was fucking huge. There was Taco Bell cups with Batman symbols on them. Everybody was wearing Batman shit. It was insane how big that movie was. But it took what 20 fucking years for Hollywood to figure out that. Money was to be made off of comic book movies. And then when they do, they go at it like a fucking junkie trying to get his next fix a smack. The market is so completely oversaturated, I don't know what to watch. And fucking Disney has completely ruined Star Wars. There's so many Star Wars shows coming out, I don't care anymore. I mean, when The Mandalorian came out, it was like, rad, dude, okay? And then it was like, all right, boys. You know, like, it's like a dam about to burst, right? Like, imagine that. And behind this dam is a thousand fucking nerds with scripts and ideas of spinoffs. And here's the dam. It's swelling. It's swelling. Then Hollywood's like, I don't think it's going to hold. Disney's like, unleash hell! And it bursts. And then before you fucking know it, we got... Shows about the backstory of Jawas and Yoda's great-grandfather's spinoff, which is, like, all in the family except with Yoda. <laughs> Yoda's dad was, like, a, a super fucking racist except, you know, in, like, Star Wars universe racist. So the words, we wouldn't actually know them as racist. Like, he, he didn't like um, blue Yodas. And he didn't like red Yodas. Well, whatever the fuck, you know, how living things find a way to make everything racist. I am off track. I was watching The Mandalorian, and I was very, very into it, and it's good. And then it was like, oh, did, you know, it, and my friends would be like, oh, Disney's coming out with this. Disney's coming out. You know, I got the Boba Fett one now. Okay, cool. But, like, there's so fucking many shows coming out. And now I don't care. The greatest thing about cinema is the anticipation. Like, if Back to the Future 1, 2, and 3 had all been released at the same time, and then, like, it had 50 fucking spinoffs, it would just, it wouldn't make it as special, right? No, Back to the Future came out and had a completely ambiguous ending. So you knew there was going to be a second one. And when the second one ended, it had also had an ambiguous ending-ish, but let you know it was going to be concluded, okay? And those movies were like three years apart each. 
So you watched that movie, you soaked it in, you had time for it to come out on VHS, and then watch it again and again and again. And then when the second one came out, you were like, fuck yeah, you were so goddamn pumped up about this movie. Nothing else in the world mattered. And then when Back to the Future 2 wrapped up and said, to be concluded, you were like, no fucking way, bro. And when Back to the Future 3 came out, it did not disappoint. And nothing in the world mattered then. And when that fucking movie wrapped, I was like, fuck yes. Now, I didn't need a spinoff showing Doc as a teenager or Marty as a five-year-old a la fucking young Sheldon or something. I don't need uh, Doc's dog Einstein's spinoff. You see where I'm going with this? You do not need to have backstories for every fucking character in a movie. Especially one as big as Star Wars. Jesus Christ, man. We're talking about a movie that spans an entire galaxy. The planet Earth is big enough as it is to give a backstory to every character in a movie that's based in America. But to give something like Star Wars, something that spans... Do you have any concept of how big a fucking galaxy is? I used to not. But see, here in this galaxy, and there are billions of galaxies, here in this galaxy, we're in what's called a solar system. And inside of our galaxy, we can't see, but we, in theory, there should be, like, millions of other solar systems just like us. Okay? So that puts the scale of the possibility of living things outside of just our solar system at, like, infinity. And depending on where evolution ended up on any of those planets, anything could look like anything. It would blow your fucking mind. We ended up looking like people. <laughs> I guess if that makes any sense. My point is, you can't have a, you know, just leave, leave Star Wars alone. Don't, don't fucking do, I don't, you don't need backstories for everything. What if every successful franchise did that? And Marvel's doing it too. Marvel is making, like, it started off great. Like, they did WandaVision, limited series. WandaVision was brilliant. Brilliant concept. From the very beginning of that, I was like, what the fuck is going on? And when it finally got to close to the end, I was like, wow, mind blown. That was awesome. And then leave it alone. And Disney even thought about bringing in a second season. But this is a one-off limited series, and they decided to leave it the way it is. That's truly artistic. That's the right thing to do. That's the kind of thing I want to I want to be involved with. But no, what are they doing? What's Disney doing? Just like with fucking Star Wars, you got uh, every fucking character in the Marvel Universe, every Avenger is getting a goddamn spinoff. Black Widow, Captain America, the Falcon, the Winter fucking Soldier. Why do they need a spinoff? There are only so many hours in my life that I can give to television, and that is difficult for me to say because I live for television. I have to know everything. I am a pop culture fanatic. I mean, what the fuck is next? Is E.T. going to have a spinoff? Is Elliot going to have a spinoff from E.T.? Is it going to show him grown up now? Constantly having post-traumatic stress disorder nightmares about the alien that visited him as a child with the glowing finger. Maybe he wakes up screaming from a fever dream about that finger up his ass. He's a, he's a lawyer now, or ironically, he works for the government. He's an, he's an FBI agent investigating extraterrestrial life. Elliot. That's all. That's the name of the show. Elliot. Still looking for those aliens. They're long fucking gone. They're never coming back. We don't need to explore. Stop taking movies and finding ways to exploit them and branch off. Rant over. Is Velcro not like the coolest fucking thing in the world? Okay, I just want to say this for the record. I have this remote for my gigantic television. Ratio of television to remote, way the fuck off. 
I have a gigantic television because as a television nerd, I have to have a gigantic television. And it came with this remote that is like, you know, those little, those little otter pops, those little fucking like frozen pops that you can get, you know, they come in like all different colors and they're, you know, you freeze them and then you cut the top off and you squeeze the ice flavored fucking, I mean, the, the flavored ice up out of the top, you know, they're real narrow, but they're like a foot long. Okay, that's my remote, is like that wide, but except like half the length. It's the tiniest fucking remote ever, and to the biggest television ever. I can't fucking find it. I lose it constantly, and I'm talking about within like a three-foot radius of where I'm laying in my bed, and the only way I ever finally discover it is by accidentally like taking a knee on it or sitting on it or touching something that's on it because it has a Netflix and a YouTube button at the bottom. So whenever the TV changes to YouTube, I know that I've hit the jackpot. Fucking irritating as shit. So I ordered a whole bunch of Velcro uh, from Amazon, and now my remote has Velcro. So that motherfucker is always strapped to the wall right next to my bed. I just reach over, and I treat it like a keypad. I don't even take the remote off. The only time the remote comes off of the wall is when I'm at my desk on my computer, which now also has Velcro on it. So when I'm at my desk on my computer, I have a remote Velcro to the top of one of my monitors. And this Velcro can hold like 10 pounds, it says. So now I'm thinking I'm going to start like Velcroing everything. I'm going to Velcro the fuck out of this place. I'm going to put my keys on Velcro. I ought to, I should put Velcro on my gun. Just Velcro, Velcro. The answer to everything. We had it right with the wallets back in the 80s. Velcro wallets. Check out my wallet. That's real Velcro. <laughs> Velcro manufacturers, give me a call. 3M, give me a call. I'll do a, uh, I'll do a little radio spot for you. Promotion of Velcro. You could do, you could put Velcro on your cigarette lighter. You put Velcro on your cigarettes. Now the pack, you can have like a, a Velcro wristband. Then you just like stick your lighter on it, stick your cigarettes on it, Velcro your cell phone. Got like a, a lanyard with Velcro on the end of it. Just stick your phone to it. Never lose anything again. Velcro your fucking kids. Velcro your cats. Velcro your dog inside the yard. And speaking of this fucking remote, useless microphone on it okay i as well as anyone i'm sure when you're searching for something on the television something to watch whatever you you can't type because you don't have a keyboard and you can't sometimes you can't use the microphone well you used everything used to not have a microphone at all okay like especially like the xbox you when you sign in and you have like a ridiculously long email and a ridiculously hard password you have to go on you have a fucking visual keyboard and you gotta go dunk 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 a dunk 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 b okay and it's annoying yeah i mean it's only 30 more seconds to your life but still it's 2022 and i want shit fucking now all right i want you to flash grill me at buffalo in 30 seconds okay but this microphone on my remote it sucks does anyone else's microphone suck i mean i paid a lot of money but anyway before I was watching Mindhunter last night, I was watching, uh, I got hooked on this A&E court cam, okay? If you guys haven't seen this, you know, it's like, well, it's what it says. It's it's court cam. It's video in courtroom cases and people losing their shit. I, I can't, I wa every time I watch it, I am just completely, like, baffled by how stupid people act. I don't think people really understand just how much power judges have they can do whatever the fuck they want sure down the road there may be repercussions if they aren't acting judgely and properly but for the time being when you walk into a courtroom and, and you're there for whatever reason if if he wants to put you in jail he can put you in fucking jail it doesn't, it doesn't have to have anything to do with why you're there if he doesn't like the way you're dressed the way you talk, your attitude. It doesn't fucking he doesn't you may just be having a bad day. Judges can just like if you walk in, like let's say you're in court for a speeding ticket, 
Do you still have to go to court for speeding tickets? I used to. You had to go to court. You had to show up and plead. Unfucking believable. I actually got out of a ticket one time because I I stood in line in court to plead to a speeding ticket. I was last in line because of my name, my last name. Okay, so obviously I'm at the end of the alphabet. And I, everyone that walked up to that judge, it was just one after another after another, everyone that walked up to that judge said no contest. No one was going to plead guilty because blah, 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 like an insurance reasons and all that shit and whatever, right? Okay, I don't fucking care. I've never driven with insurance in my life, so you can hike that shit up all you want. I get to the judge, finally, last person, and she says, how do you plead? And I said, I'm fucking guilty. I said, he caught me. And she goes, you know what? You are the first person that's ever been honest in this court. And she dismissed my ticket. And I was all like, I, t- I did like an immediate 180 to the entire courtroom. And I was like, oh, booyah. <laughs> Suck it, you fucking liars. No contest. But my remote, it, the microphone, I don't know. Maybe it's because it's teeny tiny. I Maybe I'm covering it up with my hand. I don't know. But I'm on YouTube. And I'm trying to watch any court cam. So I'm sitting here like this crazy old person. I could have just typed in court cam. It's eight letters. But no, no. I paid for this fucking microphone and I'm going to use it. So here I am, old man Joey, yelling at an electronic device. I'm going, A&E court cam. No, A&E court cam. A and E, A and E court cam. God damn it! And meanwhile, the search is sending me to uh, Fort Ham, Sport Slam, Snort Tram, and Cam, Tort Cram. And I'm like fucking getting livid. <laughs> and, and you know, it's now it's it's doing like and 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 and. I'm like no and no and and no. I'm like, and here I am, grown man, in quotations, grown man, yelling at the TV, I have become that guy. Oh, another thing that happened while I was watching, the reason I was watching so much TV yesterday was because I had the day off. Well, actually, I only had to work until noon, so I had, like, fucking, I mean, I put a big brick of TV in. I did go out once to get some sunlight for ice cream. But anyway, I was watching NYPD Blue, one of my all-time favorite shows. If I can't think of anything to watch, I'll just throw it on. And I was reminded of this episode that I saw. It came out in, like, 1994, I think. And I was, you know, just a kid, just got my driver's license. I had just gotten a pickup truck and I was dating this girl, Monica. She was the first serious relationship I ever had. And I went over to her house to pick her up and I had already met her parents and I knew them. So we were cool, but I went over there and I was really, really stoned. This was that brief time in my life where I was smoking marijuana. And I was just blazed, man. I was so high. I don't know why I did that before going over to pick up Monica. I guess I thought I was just going to, like, you know, ring the doorbell. She comes out. We leave. No, she's not ready. And she wasn't even a girly girl, but she just wasn't ready. So her dad offers for me to come in. I sit down. NYPD Blue, this is running in real time, okay? This is like a new episode at the time. And this show was, like, praised and, you know, shunned because of how how uh, sexual it was. It showed a lot of people's asses. TV never showed ass. Not ABC. It was very, very adult. So this was like, you know, this was a coming-of-age drama. They showed a lot of ass. And I don't mean, like, the kind you want to look at. They even showed Dennis Franz's ass. If you don't know who Dennis Franz is, he's like 
Danny DeVito with a mustache. So I come in and I sit down with Monica's dad and he's watching, you know, it's wrapping up the end of this episode. And the reason that I'm telling the story is because the episode that came on yesterday was the episode that was on when I went to pick up Monica. So I, I walk in and I, I, I sit down on the couch with her dad and I'm, I'm just entranced, you know, I'm stoned and this NYPD blue, it's, it's fucking great. It's a great show and I'm really into it. Now, this particular episode wraps up with Sipowitz, the guy I was talking about, Dennis Franz. Sipowitz comes home, shows, you can feel it, the vibe, it shows wrapping up from the day of police work. Dennis Franz gets naked and he gets in the shower and he's washing and then his wife, uh, Sharon Lawrence, who back in the day was a fucking hottie, actually probably still is. Uh, she plays um, she plays Sylvia Costas, his wife. She's the district attorney. So Simplewitz is in the shower, and then all of a sudden, his wife's in the shower behind him, and he's like, "Oh, hey, uh, I, you know," and you know, she's like, "Oh, do you want me to get out?" And he's like, "No, no, it's cool." She's like, "Here, let me wash you." And now remember, I'm really stoned, and I'm watching this with my girlfriend's father. So here we are with the shower. So Sylvia is like, let me wash you. And she starts washing him. And the camera is showing like them from the front. Go on. Uh, I got cats. I got sirens. And now I got Marvin. <laughs> Coming in late to the game. Let me stop before I finish my story and do a little advertisement. My good friend Marvin... Marvin Ramsey here in Victoria, Texas, and the greater area of the Crossroads Golden Croissant has a lawn cutting service. He He's mobile. I got a mobile engine guy, and I got a mobile lawn guy, okay? But you want to go with my guys. You know why you want to go with my guys? Because they are my guys. They are my friends, which means I know they're not crooks, which means I know that they charge fair prices, which means that they are good people, they are trustworthy. Those are reasons that you're going to want to do business with people who I am talking about on my podcast, okay? All right, I am doing, these These people would never have to pay me to talk about them, okay? So Ramsey's Lawn Service and Haul-Off Services, he's got all the shit you need. You can cut your lawn, you can pick up junk, haul it away to the dump. Ramsey's Lawn and Hall Off Services. He's got a Facebook page. Uh, you didn't bother to send me a phone number there, did you, Marvin? How am I supposed to tell people? Oh, here we go. 361-212-4842 for Ramsey's Lawn Services and Hall Off Services. All right? You want your lawn cut? You want to cut right? You want to cut for a good price? You got some shit stacking up in your your lawn? You know, you live in the rural area and you got a, uh, a bunch of fucking rusty farm tools just sitting around that need to be tossed off? Maybe you got an old bathtub that Granny used to use. Now it's just full of green pond water out in the front lawn. It's an eyesore. Call Ramsey's Lawn Services and Haul Off Services at 361 212 Four eight four two. All right, so Sylvia and Sipowitz are in the shower. Camera's facing both of them, and she's got a rag, and she's you know she's scrubbing his shoulders or scrubbing his arms, and then you see her hand move down where the camera can't see, and she's obviously rubbing his Johnson, and <laughs> and Sipowitz is like whoa, uh, <laughs> she like suddenly becomes butthead like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. And he's like, what are you, what are you, what are you doing? And she goes, Oh, do you want me to stop? And he's like, uh, well, no. And then, so then the next 30 seconds of your life is an uncomfortable, uh, just, you know, silence. And you see her arm obviously stroking him off underneath the camera. And then Sipowitz goes, Oh boy, that's going to be clean. <laughs> <laughs> now remember I'm 16 
And I'm fucking stoned out of my mind. And I literally, I looked over at Monica's dad. Monica's dad is laughing. I mean, like he's smiling so big because it's funny. It is funny. But I have never in my 16 years of life seen something like this on network television. And I just turn to him and I look at him and I go, what the fuck? (laughs) And he starts laughing. And I'm so high and I'm like, that really just happened. Happened and I really just watched it. Like I did, I went there. I questioned it. I went, did it? Did it? Did it? Did that? Am I high? That happened because I'm high. No, it really happened. It really fucking happened. I couldn't believe it. I hope my friends are loving all their free promotion. Richard, Marvin, Richard for the engines, Marvin for the lawn. Bunch of good cats. Definitely, definitely want to. Do business with them. So anyway, what else uh, was I? Oh, uh, I got to thinking about outbound call centers. I've worked at a lot of call centers in my life. I used to work for Blue Cross Blue Shield and DirecTV and Sprint even once upon a time. Taking inbound customer service calls. And that, that's a good job to have. You know, you don't have to, there's nothing physical about it. You know, if you just don't let people get to you, and I don't, you know, like if somebody wants to call me and they want to say I'm an asshole because DirecTV, whatever, shut their service off, yeah, I don't, I don't get all bent out of shape about that. Like you can't, I mean, people are assholes. That's just a fact. But if a guy calls me and this is happened, you know, like back when I worked there, people would literally call me and they'd say, well, why the fuck is my service off? And I'd say, well, because you didn't pay your bill. Well, why did I get some kind of notice? You did. See, DirecTV gives you three months to pay your bill before turning you off. You got uh, you got something in the mail three fucking times a month apart saying your bill is overdue. Oh, uh, well, fuck you. you. I'll never do business. You know, and it's like, what? What what can I say? I it, it blows my mind how people seem to think like there's some sort of exception like that they, not anyone else in the world, but just they are somehow more significant in the world than everyone else. Let me go ahead and break you free from that delusional mindset. You are not the most important person in the world. You are not having an experience that no one has ever had before. At the same time that you're calling in to bitch about your problem, so are a thousand other people about the same fucking thing. I love it. Like, when my internet goes off, which it doesn't because I have a great internet provider, but if my internet were to go off, like, let's say I was with the shitty internet I used to be with, I will not say any names, and my internet went off, I just waited for it to come back on. I knew it was going to. You know what I mean? I knew... That my bill was paid, okay, so they didn't cut me off because I didn't pay. I knew that I knew that if it was a service problem, if there was an outage, that it would come back on when the outage was over. Simple, right? Right? Talking about a a, a fucking global network business here. My bill, like it's my bill's paid. They have no reason to turn it off. So immediately, like let's say a thousand people in my neighborhood lose their internet because they probably do have the same internet as me. Because where I live, there are only so many options. And I have the best one. So I have to assume that probably everyone else does too. When there's an outage, and there are outages, people, like shit breaks. Remember how we have to buy stuff after it stops working? You know, like we haven't been driving the same fucking car since 1962 because shit breaks eventually. When the internet goes out, I guarantee fucking to you that every single person picks up the phone and calls. They fucking call and they want an explanation. And all that does is that ties up the fucking phones. Let me ask you this, people. If anyone listening has ever done something that I'm describing, has it ever occurred to you that when you make that call, to bitch about something that's happening to just you, 
Does it ever occur to you why there's a fucking 30 minute wait to talk to someone? Oh, maybe because every other hard on who thinks that the universe revolves around them is calling as well. It's just so frustrating. It's got to be just like, I don't even know who I'm bitching to. Don't you do it, Frankie. Just get out of here. You know, the whole original point I was going to make when I got started talking about inbound customer service, outbound, for some reason, I have been getting a, a complete flurry of calls from debt collectors. Now, the only people I owe money to in the entire world is hospitals. Is hospitals. That's it. Because I don't have insurance. So if I go to the hospital, the ER cannot turn you away, whether you have insurance or not. So I go in there, and I get what I need, and then they bill me. And then they fucking call me, trying to collect on that. And I'm like, you can fucking kiss my black ass, because that's not going to happen. You know, every time that I went to the emergency room for help, doctors, and I'm not saying all doctors are like this, because I know they're not. There are some fantastic doctors in the world who really, really care. But let me tell you this. When I went to the hospital for help with my alcoholism and they knew I didn't have insurance, they just fucking got me out of there as fast as they could and still billed me $1,000. I tell you, if I was a doctor, I would, and I know you could be like, oh, well, you're not a doctor, so you, you know, you say that, but would, no, listen to me. If I were a doctor, I would, I would devote at least, at least half of my time to uninsured folks around where I live. Free clinic. I I make great money now. And I have... <laughs> I have no need for anything. Like, I don't... Like, I make great money now. And I do not need a fancy car. I do not need... I don't, you know what? Everything I, ha I want, I have. I have so much stuff that I can't even use it all. I got stacks of video games and movies that I'll never get to play or watch. I got guns I haven't been able to shoot. Because there's not enough fucking time in life to own everything. Money is fucking useless. I own my house. What else do I need? I got a TV the size of a fucking movie theater. My bills are paid. My cats eat like kings and queens. I have run out of things to buy because I am not a material person. So if I were a doctor, I would like to give my time to people. I don't want to be some stuffy asshole in an ER who, when someone comes to them with a problem and they don't have insurance, just blow them off because they're not worthy of my med school time. Again, I apologize for getting completely sidetracked. So let's come back around to what I was talking about, and that's outbound calls which does relate to what I was talking about, because debt collectors are always calling me all fucking day long, all fucking day long, ring, 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 trying to get money, trying to fucking get me to pay anything. Sometimes I answer, sometimes I like to have fun with them. I like to give them hope. <laughs> you know? I like to sound excited to pay. You know, I got Rajneesh calls me, and he says, if you could pay your bill today, that you owe $4,000, you could pay three hundred today. We're willing to wipe the debt completely if you could pay that. And then I, saw, I try and get excited, you know, like, like, no shit? You could do that for me, Raj? Yes, sir, Mr. Valentine. We'd be more than happy to take it down, the whole thousand down for the $300. No shit. Wow, what a deal. What a great deal. And I'll just keep talking about how great of a deal it is and getting them all excited. And I'll go, yeah, you know, I'll think about it. <laughs> you imagine having to be that guy, the guy that makes the outbound phone calls trying to collect. I mean, this is not something I could imagine anyone making a career out of. You know what I mean? Like, hey, Joe, what, have you, what do you do? Oh, I call people and I harass them, usually during times like when they're eating or they're busy at work. Or maybe even on the weekends, you know, because fuck them. Oh, you're that guy. Yeah, that's what I do. 30 years now. Yeah, yeah. 30 fucking years I've been calling people trying to uh, collect money. Can you imagine you'd be like a social pariah 
you if you admitted to people you were that guy. Like even at least telemarketers are trying to sell you something. Imagine being a collection agent. I mean, I can't imagine anyone doing that job for more than like a year. And you know what's funny is when I do talk to these guys, like if I'm not fucking with them, like if I talk to them like how I want to talk to them, which is rude, they're not in the game for customer service. You understand, right? Like there's no <laughs> there's no manager behind them micromanaging them telling them like hey the customer is always right and they come first and no that's not happening these guys are they're, they they i mean i'm surprised they don't swear that's probably the one thing they're not allowed to do but they get aggressive you know you'll be like i don't have the money and they'll go well why not and i'm like well none of your fucking business well maybe you could get a job and you could pay it well maybe you could suck me off like who the fuck are you calling me Asking me for, like, I don't have money. And you tell them this, right? You t That's what I always start with, you know? I always start the call the exact same way. It's like, you know, when I once I know, once they've established who they are. Like, you know, we're calling you because of a debt, blah, blah, blah. And I go, look, I, I go, let me just save you a whole bunch of time, all right? I got nothing. But it's like they don't believe you. And they shouldn't, because I am totally lying. And I guess they're trained to not believe you. Like, everyone you call is a filthy fucking liar. They're right. They'll go, well, and maybe you could talk to somebody and you could ask them for the money. No, I, I just fucking told you, man. Nothing in the bank account. Like, we can do this all day. We can fucking talk about it all day. And they'll, they start throwing these wild ideas at you, like, ask someone, borrow the money, Maybe you could do that. I'm like, who the fuck are you? My fucking accountant? I don't know why I don't hang up on him. Like, I have to, for some reason, like, I have to finish this argument. Like, once I take the call, I should just, like, once they've identified themselves, I should just fucking press the red button and end it. But for some reason, I gotta stay on the call and have it out with them. I'm sick. Uh, anyway, I, I I digress. Uh, there's just got me thinking about how awful of a job that would be. No career to be made of that. And these guys, when they call, they sound like they just fucking hate themselves. Sound like they hate themselves and their lives. And like, how did I get here? I get offers all the time in my email from places that are like twenty five dollars an hour debt collection. And I'm like, nope, you're not fucking. Pay me enough. Especially, I gotta think that those guys have to work on some kind of commission. So, that $25 an hour is probably, like, you're probably getting paid like 5 an hour. And then 20 on top of that, if you get commission or something like that. No fucking thank you. I will never work in sales. I will never work for commission. I don't want my job to be based solely on whether someone's going to buy something from me or not. And I hate, I fucking hate, I, you know, I've met people in my life who love to sell, you know, and some people are really, really good at it. I've been sold by some fucking real smooth talkers in my life. You know, like I'll start off and I'm like, nope, nope, not going to happen. I don't want it. And then like they, they really, great salesmen will sell you a lawnmower when you live in an apartment. Okay. Like by the time they're done talking, you go, well, maybe I do need one. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'll take two. Fuck it. Maybe one day I will mow the concrete. <laughs> Me, I hate it. I hate sales. I hate trying to convince someone that they should do something. Like, I want to sell a product that people come to me for. If something needs to be sold, then obviously you don't fucking need it. When I was younger, I answered a classified here in town looking for work and when i got there it was selling knives and this has to be just the lowest lowest point of your life to get involved in something like that selling knives to go and knock on people's front doors and say please buy some knives from me let me show you how sharp they are i mean jesus christ I got knives out the ass.
in my house and not because I'm some sort of avid knife collector, but because I am a human being who cooks. I've got a block with eight different fucking knives in it. I got butter knives. I've got steak knives. I've got, well, I actually have things outside of the kitchen too. Hunting knives, a Bowie knife. Anyway, like the last thing I want is someone coming to my door trying to sell me fucking knives. Like, who is sitting around at one in the afternoon at home on a weekday without knives? Like, just how lucky are you planning to get? Like, you're going to come across some guy sitting in his living room in his fucking lazy boy watching television, and he gets up, and he's like, he's just prepared a steak. <laughs> And he, instead of cutting it up, he's just holding it and he's just taking bites off of it. He's got it in his hand and his hand's all greasy and he thinks to himself, man, I can sure use a fucking knife. Why have I never, I'm fucking 50 years old. Why have I never purchased a knife in my entire life? That doesn't make any sense. Why can't I find the motivation to get out of this chair and just go to Kohl's and buy some fucking silverware? And the ding-dong. Oh, Jesus Christ. Who is this? Who's at my door? I got silverware problems. Now I got some guy knocking on my door, ringing my doorbell. You open the door. Sir, you look like you could really use some silverware. And then like this glowing beam of light rises from beyond the salesman. And that music starts playing. And the man, stunned in silence, frozen, the stake falls out of his hand and hits the floor in slow motion. And the man, unshaven, slovenly, in his bathrobe, says, I've been waiting my entire life for someone like you to come knocking. Please, please bring your knives. Bring them inside my home. Make me a knife owner. And that's just one guy. Now, you're expecting there's going to be more than one? <laughs> like a whole street, a whole suburban neighborhood of knifeless people? It's like trying to reinvent the wheel. You can't you sell knives. You're going to go door-to-door selling something? Sell something that no one has. Hell, sell something weird that no one has. No, no, don't do that. But, I mean, you know, don't go around being like, Oh, huh, I've got a sack of hair. Jesus Christ, get off my porch. But how about, uh, how about like, like earbuds, you know? I mean, everyone loves music. And if you had like a shitload of really good quality, high quality earbuds, and you went door to door, you know, and they were only like 30 bucks, 40 bucks, I guarantee you, you could sell a bunch of them. Especially if they had a brand name on them. But anyway, that's fucking neither here nor there. Holy cow, I've been talking for a long time. So it's Friday, but you knew that, didn't you? Friday, March the 25th, 2022. What a great week this has been. It has been so beautiful outside. I mean, day after day, it's been like this cool air, beautiful sun, not a cloud in the sky. I hope everybody else's week went well. Got the weekend coming up. Anything exciting? Anything exciting? I can't think of anything. I'll be at the skating rink per use. Did I really just say per use? Am I one of those guys? Let me check my sketch. Yeah. Because I'm going to hang out with the boys. Oh, my God. I'm making myself fucking irritated. Yeah, I'm just going to wrap it up now. Let's just, just get out on top or in the middle somewhere. That Guy Loves Cake, every Monday and Wednesday and Friday of every single week of the year. You can tune in and listen to me, Joey Valentine. You can also reach me at fatguylovescake at yahoo.com. I love getting email. Everyone be super duper nice to each other during the weekend. I will see you Monday. Slow down on Monday.